You know, sometimes people ask me why I chose to get my best friend's game plastic surgery and I can't really give them an answer. It's not because I'm afraid they'll dislike me or they'll think I'm a freak or anything, it's just I can't pinpoint an answer. I mean, yeah, the sexual attraction was always there, but I don't think that's really it. My dad was an alcoholic, he was never really there, and he was always wasting time and money at the bar. Before he left for the bar, he'd always tell me, you stay there and listen to those podcasts, and if you're not here when I get back, well boy, there'll be hell to pay. So I listen to podcasts. My favorite was my best friend's game. I, I just love that podcast. The way they talked, the way they dissected the games. It was great. I, I guess I looked at my best friend's game as the father I never had. I mean, they taught me how to ride a bike. They taught me how to swim. They taught me everything. But I didn't just want to be like my best friend's game. I wanted to be them. Well, here I am. My best friend's game. This is me. This is who I was born to be. Welcome to episode 8 of My Best Friend's Game, where we're best friends who make each other play our favorite games. Who knows what day it is, but today we'll be discussing <laughs> Barkley, Shut Up and Jam Gaiden, as well as uh, City of Brass, which is our randomly selected recent game. Uh, so we'll start by introducing ourselves. I'm Max Sims, your host for the evening. I'm Tim Zamanigan, your host for next month, but that doesn't matter today. Hi. And I'm Evan Ledesma, the third host. <laughs> the third of us. Uh, so, as we like to do at the beginning of the podcast, we are going to kind of go around the room, uh, as it were, and discuss what we've been playing, if anything, outside of the games oh, that boy. we were assigned in the past month. Ugh. So, um, I think we can start with Evan. Oh, me. Okay. Yeah. That was arbitrary, um, but yes. Let's see. Not a lot of games this month. Um, again, sadly, Overwatch. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's like that new event well, that's out the the second anniversary. Don't say it like that. Yeah. Okay, it's always a good time. It's just that I feel like it takes up other time that we could be using to play video games. Um, but I did actually start God of War, oh. um, and it is it's pretty darn good. Um, the combat is really good. Um, like the way it, it feels to like throw your axe and have it come back to you is just magical. Um, like the animation's fantastic. The little bit of like rumble in the controller when you grab it just feels good. Um, there's that haptic all... feedback. Oh yes, that with a capital H. Um, <laughs> and there's just like a, a lot of ways you can customize the way you fight. Um, the story I, maybe I was expecting too much, but right now it's a little one note. It's just like Grumpy Dad with an axe, um, just going around with your son. Um, there's a lot of material here that I think they could capitalize on, like. Uh, we don't know if the son's his actual son. We don't know who the mom was, technically. It's kind of, like, hinted at and mystery. Um, there's a good uh, villain in the beginning that's introduced and then kind of dropped for the next few hours. Um, but there's a lot there that I'm excited to jump into and maybe figure out what's going on. Um, but it's really good. It's it's really fun. 
Uh, it's probably like one of the better action games I've played in a while. Um, I mean, Devil May Cry three though. Uh, that's still yeah. Top way, of way, way, way. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's better than Devil May Cry three. <laughs> sorry, uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, but I love Devil May Cry three. Don't get me a wrong. A dagger in my heart. Uh, <laughs> a rebellion you're... to my heart. There you go. How far into it are you? Do you think? Uh, that's a great question. I am not exactly sure. Um, I think that's kind of telling of the story it's kind of like a little like and then this happened and this happened there's like not a really good rhythm sure, going sure. on okay. um i would say halfway through oh, though okay, okay i mean i'm just guessing but yeah. um and i've heard there's a lot to do like there's like these uh, okay. um sirens or something mm. that like these optional bosses you can go and fight and i hear they're really hard um i don't know if i'll go do those but we'll see um and then besides god of war i've still been grinding dragon ball z uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, um, Vegito and Zamasu just came out, and they are a lot of fun. Uh, I'm trying, I'm trying so out both on my them. team right now, um, uh. and they're really cool. Like Vegito's um, really strange how he fights, but like all his supers look so cool. Um, I'm using <laughs> Vegito, and that's really what matters. That's, so. that's the most important. And like I'm using Vegito 16 and Zamasu. And yeah. Vegito has this attack where he just, like, punches you straight into the ground. And so I love doing that into 16's, like, level 3. And he just, like, appears. And he's like, ah, oh, gotcha. And he just, like, grabs you and, like, explodes. <laughs> him. It's amazing. Um, so those are the three games I've been playing. Uh, Tim, you want to go? Yes, I would like to talk about what I'm playing, as you just asked me. Now, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that, too. It's like a little treasure for us to, to listen to. Hidden treasure. Okay. Yes, I would like to talk hidden about missile. what I'm playing. No, you said something. No, it doesn't matter. I said hidden missile. I'm sorry. Hidden missile. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, <laughs> hang on. Missile. We're just cutting all this out. Okay, ready. <laughs> um, yes, so I actually have not been playing all that much. Unfortunately, I was remarking to Max how I had barely finished Charles Barkley Shut Up and Jam Gaiden, which ended up being like a six-hour game for me. So I'm like, did I play less than six hours of video games this month? Do I even belong on this podcast? It was, like, a really, like, kind of soul-searching moment for me. Like, Mm -hmm. this is, like, my favorite hobby, and I don't really put any time into it. So, well, (laughs) that's a little sad, I guess. But um, (laughs) existential dread aside, um, I've been playing Overwatch as well whenever I get the chance, (laughs) just because it's, like, more of a social thing, I think, than anything. We're never free. Um, Yeah. Um... What else? I played Mario Kart a little bit with some roommates and stuff. Again, like, pretty much it's just been social gaming. Um, I game socially, you know? Uh, but, Same. Yeah, Same. but nothing uh, nothing really by myself except for the games we were assigned this month. But I would really like to get on... Um, shoot. I don't remember what I was trying to get on anymore. That's how bad of a gamer <laughs> that, I am. That God of War train? God of War would be great. I'd love to play that. I also got... Um, Shadow of the Colossus in the mail, and I had still haven't played the uh, re- I still re- play reboot. That. Yeah, yeah, I really want to dive in. I mean, I don't know. I, I played, I beat like the first four Colossi, and then I kind of stopped. Uh, I don't know. It's the same game. I don't know. Yeah, but you said you'd I mean, replay that game. game over and over again until the end of time. Yeah. You said that on this yeah. podcast, I think. Well, yeah, I could. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you mean like the original PS2 version? No, I mean because slash... it's it's effectively the same PS2, uh-huh. 3, 4. Like I, uh, yeah, the graphics look a little nicer, but I don't really care. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Should play well, Last Guardian, Tim. 
I should, because uh, I still haven't played that either. So That's a good one. Hmm. That's a good one. That's something to put on the list maybe for yeah. another month. And uh, <laughs> for anybody right. wondering, I still haven't quite decided what I'm going to assign these guys for next month. I think oh, it'll come okay. to me at the end of the episode. You've got about an hour. Okay. So yeah, yeah, there we yeah. go. I mean, I, I, <laughs> it's narrowed down to two, uh, maybe three, but probably two. It's going to be a... Flip a three-sided coin yes, at the end exactly. of the podcast. Yes, exactly. Okay, but yeah, I don't got really much to talk about, unfortunately, for this segment. So, Max, back to you. Yes, well, so it turns out that both of you have played some video games that you didn't mention because I played them with you oh, uh, right. a couple weekends ago <laughs> when you came over. So uh, I with, with, uh, we played some uh, bad PS1 games based on uh, old '90s <laughs> cartoons, oh, such boy. as Reboot and Beast Wars. Oh, right, those were right. so bad. I wasn't Reboot there was, for that. But no, so Reboot was kind was of floaty. Reboot mm-hmm. was kind of floaty, but not that bad. Reboot was uh, impossible paid, to control. Uh, You're being way too kind. It was a <laughs> show. Okay. It was a PS1 game. You kind of judge the games as products of their time, yeah. I think. Mm. Well put, uh, Max. Well put. And uh, and then the Beast Wars. It was Beast Wars Transmetals. Oh, shoot. Uh, which I assume is a uh, contraction of transition metals, which are, you know, most of the elements on the periodic table. And they're made of uh, metal. But we won't get, we won't so. get too into the Beast Wars lore here. It was a bad fighting game, it basically. Was not good, uh, yeah. Who was everyone's <laughs> favorite Beast War character? Oh. Cheetor. Um, um, that's I was good, more of a Rhinox kind of guy. Mm. Rhinox is pretty cool. Actually, no, Rhinox like is rap- my... Rhinox is my, like, I'm a, a grown-ass man pick, you know? But I think as a kid, I liked either Cheetor or Dinobot, probably, so. Yeah. Oh, Dinobot. Oh, Dinobot. Oh, I can yeah. see you. Dinobot has your type. Is yeah, your type. he's kind yeah. of an like, edgelord. He could have been named Slash. Yeah, and you absolutely. Would have been <laughs> been well, he didn't Slash that. so much as he had, like, a drill sword. He had, like, a weird so propeller cool. thing. I don't really yeah, know. Yeah, <laughs> What you do when you're in third grade is you stick a pencil onto an eraser or sorry mm-hmm. you stick a pencil onto a ruler that kind uh-huh, of had the right. holes in it and then you spin it and then you're dinobot yeah i do or remember you doing that actually really yeah. to you yeah i mean yeah i knew what was cool the game was bad uh so anyway after uh after we played those games, the next day Evan yeah. came over uh, and we played a bunch of expensive games that I had. So we Aww. played a Hagane on the Super Nintendo, which was Pinky a out. Uh, <laughs> it was a uh, platformer by Sunsoft that was only released through Blockbusters in North America, so it's god-awful expensive now mm. uh, because it's semi-scarce. Uh, but it turns out I played it back when I bought it, which was probably like five years ago, uh, and I I was, like, disappointed probably just because it was so expensive. But playing it again, it was pretty good. Hmm. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I thought all the games we played were pretty good. The ones that worked were pretty good. Yeah, the ones that worked. Some Famicom (laughs) games. So, 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 you you made me play Reboot and Beast Wars, (laughs) and you bring out the the premium (laughs) stuff, that grade-A top-shelf yeah, he pitched Obscure it as like an entree, like food platter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was like, okay, we're gonna have a. It's it's like a, a video game dinner party. So this there is the video is. game book there club. That's the video game dinner party. So wait, wait, wait. Did you have the dinner party with Evan without me? <laughs> yeah. Well, oh it's my a, god. It's, I, think it, I think it works better as one on one, or at least no, like not too no. many people. It's a dinner okay. date. Get used I will to not it. Stand <laughs> I can make a menu for you, Tim. I don't want to be your your. I was going to cuss, and we're not allowed to do that on this podcast. I don't sloppy think seconds? Yes, sloppy seconds. Dinner pun implied. Dinner pun implied. Anyway, uh, fine, keep talking. So anyway, we also we also played a, a, a PlayStation 2 slash originally arcade shooter, Ibarra, uh, which Ibarra. is uh, by, what is it, Cave, which is a prolific shooter developer. And it, it was good, but like... 
it was clearly made for a TV that was rotated sideways as it's a, you know, vertically oh, yeah. scrolling shooter. Yeah, there's like so much uh, information on the screen at once that it was hard to like keep up. But yeah. if you had like Even, a long screen, you'd be like, yeah, oh, okay, exactly. I can see what's coming up. Even on a, you know, whatever, however big my TV is, 50-something inches, you know, you're only actually getting 20 inches out of it because it's really exactly. only on the middle third of the screen. Yeah. Uh, but I don't have a wall mount where I can turn my TV sideways, so it'll have Yet. to do. Maybe uh, when you move into the new place. All right, real quick, let me run down the last five games <laughs> okay uh, oh, we man. played the duck dynasty game i got for free on black oh, friday yeah. surprisingly good production you values and you. surprisingly playable for mm. what it was yeah i mean i had an okay i had a good time with it was it, it was there fine was, it could have been a lot worse you know it there was, was a lot was of fine. original music in it that uh-huh. was like not terrible i what? mean like it was bad but wasn't the main character was like enjoyable. an original character too? The main character was a real person yes. we later discovered. Which was oh. weird because he was a silent protagonist, I think. Yeah. I don't know, it was strange. <laughs> You're Cousin supposed to project John. yourself John onto Luke. his persona yeah. so you can experience you Duck have Dynasty to possess the guy's son, whose name I forget. <laughs> Duck Jr.? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Robertson um, Jr. I got the new poke free Pokemon game on Switch Pokemon Quest. It's basically a phone game. It's okay. Mm. Uh, it kind of plays doing it. it? I mean, so you pick a team of three Pokemon. They're all stylized as kind of like Minecrafty looking cube characters. I mean, cool. they're cute enough. Uh, and then you just plop them into a level, and they automatically like walk around and find enemies and like automatically attack them. Mm. You can huh. choose certain special moves, or you can press a button that chooses this like plays the game for you, chooses the special moves for you. Okay, mm. it's okay. It's like very mildly strategic. Uh, I don't know. It's free. Yeah, yeah, it's free. I probably I I put a couple hours into it. I'm probably not going to play it anymore. Um, there you go. It's free. But what I will play some more mm. uh, is so the Kickstarter ca- like Castlevania like game from the guy who basically invented the modern Castlevania games that every oh, yeah. modern for 1998 mm-hmm. games that everybody loves. Uh, it was called Bloodstained. Yes, is that uh, out? they released mm. the they released the retro spinoff that was a stretch goal. So it's made to look like your you know NES Castlevania games, mm. uh, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon, and it's pretty Ooh. good. Like it's close to I'd say Shovel Knight quality in terms mm. of uh, you know cool. a game that is trying to be an NES game, but how you remember NES games to be not right. even, like with the actual limitations mm-hmm. for a, uh, so it, for I a mean, stretch goal. That sounds pretty good, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I mean, good music, good graphics, good gameplay. You know, for, it's it's a Castlevania game. You know, it's basically Castlevania Four if that were on the NES. Um, mm-hmm. You can switch characters on the fly, uh, Ooh, which I is like kind of kind of taken from Castlevania Three. But everything's pretty streamlined. It's also not that hard, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I got to the final boss, I believe, and that boss has given me trouble. But the rest of the game was not too bad. Okay. Um, hmm. And that's about it. Uh, I skipped some, but I think I'm running long, so. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, As you do. (laughs) As I do. Uh, I'm going to move on to uh, the big question, which is a feature in my episodes that I like to do. Mm. Uh, So a little bit of backstory. I'm uh, lucky enough to be a member of an elite squadron of people who Sony has emailed to give them free focus groups in exchange for maybe winning a gift card, known as the Players Panel. Uh, So the other day, I got an email from the Players Panel, or PP Master, uh, and it said something to the effect of, one question survey and so i was uh-huh. like okay usually they're like have you heard of this game how often do you use your playstation 4 how big do you want your playstation 4 to be uh <laughs> but huge. the one question the <laughs> one question was 
In essence, I don't remember the exact wording of it, and I didn't copy it down, but why do you choose to play video games? So that is the question for you guys. Why do you choose this as your hobby? Or in in the case of Tim, maybe, why do you choose to not do this as your hobby? Um, Because I enjoy being the underbelly of society. Uh, No. (laughs) What is it? I don't know. That's half my answer, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I still play games because I feel like it was something that... You know, as a kid, it was a fun activity to do. I didn't really get outside all that much. So, you know, it was just uh, it was an engaging way to spend some time indoors. And I don't know, I met a lot of really close... <laughs> you might even say I met my best friends through playing yeah. games. You know what I mean? Nice. And it's something and we still have in that. common, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think it's just... Uh, and I mean, like, even if I don't play games as much as I used to, it's still... I follow the industry, like, so closely. Even, like, yeah. mm-hmm. without having yeah. any desire to play a lot of the games they're talking about, I find it interesting, you know? It's just, mm-hmm. it's what I grew up with. I don't know, man. It's, mm-hmm. I'm gonna get a little emotional. I mean, we'll always find, like, a little <laughs> bit of time for that one game we want to play. Mm-hmm. At least, like, once a year, twice a year. So, that's why we're always keeping up to date with things and looking forward to what yeah. to play next. And, I mean, like... Uh, thankfully, I mean, I'd say it's probably slowed down a little bit, but thankfully, um, games keep finding ways to impress me, you know, like it could be like I got mm-hmm. sick of playing st- something after a while, but you know, as the years have gone on, they keep throwing new stuff at you. So yeah, I don't know. It's fresh. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Well, and uh, so in my own answer to the question, uh, I like feeling like I'm good at something, and a lot of video <laughs> games are kind of designed to make you feel like you're good mm-hmm. at something. Yeah, there's a good you know, reward you can, system. You can yeah, see yeah, your yeah. progress. It's like system. it's very, as well as just I enjoy playing with mechanically satisfying toys. Basically, you know, sure. Uh, that's why I think I tend to gravitate towards action games. Not that that's all I play, but. Uh, as well as like the medium of video games has just kind of endeared itself to me over the course of my life. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, I'm just down with it, you know, <laughs> like even if like, especially and especially like older Japanese games, I'm like, oh, I don't man. even need it to be good. I just want it. Like <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a true collector. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. No, that sounds yeah. about right. I don't know. For me, off of that point, it's kind of like I just feel kind of productive in a way when I just play video games. Like, I'm actually moving towards something, some sort of goal. Yeah. And then, like, accomplishing that goal just feels good. Uh, I mean, there's no way, no other way to describe it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, it's like, I don't know. People, like, I mean, people will, like, binge watch or watch movies for leisure time and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I think that always just feels a little too passive to me. Like, I feel like if I'm mm-hmm. playing a game or something, I'm actively moving something along. And I think that, like you said, that feels kind of productive in its own way. So Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's just a great way to experience something because it's like it's like reading a book, um, but you have to, like, fight every page to turn it. And it's just like, <laughs> that just a, feels so cool. Like, when you accomplish that. That's weirdly astute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You literally But then obviously there are the people who don't want to fight. You yeah. know, they just want to read yeah. the book. Yeah, I think I think also people who like video games like to challenge themselves um, to see like how far they can stretch a certain facet of their personality or like skill set. Um, I mean, that's why I, I love fighting games. It's just like uh. it's just like chess on crack. And it's just like <laughs> <laughs> the, the, like the moments that you're just like, I thought ahead like four steps and I outsmarted you and I won. Like That's just a great feeling. And sure. you're like you're practicing to get to that point constantly. Yeah. So. Yeah, a lot that's of why mental I love games. games. That's interesting because see, I feel like I don't have the like 
drive to get that good at fighting games. Mm-hmm. Well, just, I mean, obviously yeah. I'm not a pro. I'm just yeah, saying yeah, there's yeah. like moments where you're just like, oh, I outsmarted that guy. And you feel <laughs> smart about yourself. Yeah, it makes you feel good. It almost yeah. makes it worth all the beating down you've received in yes, order to get exactly. there. You know? There's a lot of that. Um, like in, I guess, mm, Bloodborne, I guess, is the yeah. most recent example of a single player just like completely kicking our butts. Um, I hope we do an episode where Tim and I just talk about our experience with Bloodborne because we did a two-person-on-one-game sort of deal. Yeah, we, we traded off. We played um, the often, I think, overlooked and underutilized, uh, I think it was like PlayStation Share Play, where basically we right. played yeah. with each other the same game at the same time over an internet connection. Like, he was in Southern California mm-hmm. and I was in Northern California. We were both playing Bloodborne. It was actually pretty cool. There was a little bit of lag sometimes cool. that made it, like, very mm-hmm. hard. But um, overall, I mean, just the fact that we could almost exactly in real time be playing with each other the same game from 400 miles away, just kind of like it was bonkers. But it was a great time. It was, it was infuriating, yeah, but I loved oh, it. Oh, it was so infuriating. We, there was a lot of jump scare moments. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but... That's, like, one of my favorite gaming experiences, I think, just because, like, I was playing with Tim, and then second off, it was just so hard, and then we managed to be, like, I'll remember the last boss forever, but maybe we'll have a podcast episode about that Yeah, maybe one of us will sign Bloodborne. Hmm. Yeah, or maybe maybe one of our guests. Oh, yeah. Or Tim. (laughs) Isn't that a bit long for the podcast? No, Uh, I think it's it's probably, like, a 20 to 30-hour game, right? Yeah, I, I, I assume it's, like, less than that. It's just that you keep trying over and over yeah, again. Yeah, it's just you so like doubles or triples Sorry, in size. I yeah. cussed again. <laughs> it's okay. It's funny. We'll bleep it. We'll yeah. bleep it. Okay, so that was the long answer to why do we play video games. Yes, because yeah. they're fun. All right. Because they're Cause fun they're and you fun. make you feel good. Mm-hmm. Make you feel good. <laughs> all right. Let's hit so, it. Uh, all right, moving right along to our game of the month, oh which boy. is, uh, let's see if I can remember the full title of the game, not that I'm going to look it up, but uh, Chef Boyardee presents Tales <laughs> of Games Barkley Shut Up and Jam Gaiden, Chapter 1 of the Hoops Barkley Saga. I didn't know the, uh, the presents part, Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> I said it in the last episode, because I was definitely reading off of the, the yeah, Wikipedia. My eyes glazed over, I didn't hear <laughs> so, half of it. So, uh, basic premise of the game. <laughs> yeah, well, it hit me with uh, that. Get ready. Yeah. So it's a uh, it's a pretty by the books more or less <laughs> JRPG, uh, except that the plot except. is a semi sequel to Space Jam and I guess the uh, Super Nintendo basketball <laughs> game Barkley Shut Up and Jam. <laughs> Uh, where you are Charles Barkley, uh, <laughs> famous NBA player and actual person, <laughs> God. Uh, who is I he think though? some number of I think he what? lent his voice to the game, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, so the the basic plot is thirty or something years ago, Charles Barkley performed a chaos dunk, which is basically a basketball dunk so powerful that it wiped out Manhattan. I think it was twelve uh, years ago. Not to tread on your 12, not to tread okay. on your toes. Excuse I was me. I was you unclear. played it a little more recently. I was unclear about the um, the timeline for a while. Timeline. But yes, it it's was apparently only twelve timeline. years since the slam apocalypse happened, but it continued. Twelve years ago. <laughs> So Charles Barkley is is living in post cyberpocalyptic neo New York uh, oh, with his son God. Hoops with a Z uh, with it with, with a, a Z. Z Hoops with a Z uh, whose sprite is just taken from a Streets of Rage three character skate uh, <laughs> but uh, so basically it's a JRPG you have to fight 
an evil anti-basketball terrorist organization, Blood Moses, which is all like an acronym. There's a period after each letter. Uh, and, you know, it, it's it's more or less your standard JRPG. You'll go to a place, you'll fight some guys, you'll go to another place, you'll fight some guys, get some story in between. Uh, it's not terribly you know, groundbreaking in that respect. Uh Uh, But I really enjoyed the game mostly just for its writing and the world that it creates because it takes itself mostly totally seriously with the Uh completely absurd premise that it presents. That is true. Uh, Absolutely. I think it does a good, I think it does a good job of that. So Uh um, I'm going to start off with some questions. Um, First of all, in, in, I mean, in that basically you knew nothing about the game, I think, uh, I before <laughs> before we started playing it. In what ways did the game surprise you oh, or, I God. guess, not surprise you? Oh, boy. Um, yeah, wow. Wow, where to start? Um, it surprised me in, I guess, its ability to deliver such lunacy um, in such, like, a, like... Yeah, like you said, it was completely, like, deadpan, like, took itself very Mm -hmm. seriously. It was just, like, consistently funny. Like, I thought it would wear off after a while, but it's like, no, Mm -hmm. this is actually, like, hilarious. I mean, it's everything from, like, the items is, like, your healing potion is, like, ecto-cooler, right? And, (laughs) I mean, like, for a while, like, you kind of, like, you kind of get into it at a certain point and you have to like kind of <laughs> mm-hmm. take a step back and look at what's happening and realize like yeah. you're shooting fadeaway right. jumpers at a oh, basketball spider, so you know, it's yeah. just like you have to like take yourself back and be like, what the yeah. heck is happening yeah. right now? This, this game is just uh, like one big surprise after another. Yeah. <laughs> like, you think this joke would end like five or ten minutes in? And you're like, no, it's still going. They're yeah. really milking this whole story here, and they this like they thought it out. I think that's the craziest part. Uh, how many creators were on this game? Like four, I want to say. I think or it five? was re- like the core team was something like four people. Yeah, yeah I think they had extra people to do art or music. Incredible. Tale, and that's Tales of Game apostrophe S. Yeah, uh-huh. I noticed that actually. So it just felt like a really good example of like a passion project, just like. You can just envision, like, these four guys just, like, shooting the, sh- the shit. Sorry, oh. I'll bleep that out. Um, and just, like, making this joke that kind of just goes on for four hours. And, like, that's yeah. not to say it's bad. It's like, just, they like, kept riffing the same- in the room yeah, forever. It's like, it's, like, the same joke, and it's, like, Space Jam is stupid uh, for four hours. <laughs> but, it, like, they twist it in different ways, and they, like, satirize the JRPG, like, super well. I don't think into, like, very, like, deep levels. Like, it doesn't, like, make me reconsider what a JRPG is. It's just they know, like, what beats to hit, and they hit them exactly right. Yeah. Um, just, like, down to, like, the text box, um, like, character animations. Like, there's a lot of, like, attention to detail in this that's, like, very surprising. Because <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's such it's such a ridiculous game. Yeah. Um, um, but I also really love the combat. I think the combat was... Super surprising. That yeah. was the biggest surprise. Uh, I guess, yeah, uh, okay. that, that was a surprise. I wasn't expecting it to be, like, as engaging as it was. Um, one, yes. One thing that I will mention did not surprise me. Uh, I, like I said, you kind of get into the game a little bit. In the last, like, a third of the game, you kind of know what it's about and the kind of humor it's about. So yeah. When, yeah. when you... <laughs> Sorry, I have to preface this. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of us just giggling. Just yeah. thinking like, let me game. explain. <laughs> let me say these words. Yeah, yes. that's the fun part is explaining what happens in the game. Yeah, when right. your son Hoops gets shot by Michael Jordan <laughs> with the needle containing type 2 diabetes, you have to take him to a diabetes cult island 
headed by someone named Yell Merb. And pretty much <laughs> pretty much as soon as I knew we were going to a diabetes cultist yeah. island, I'm like, you Wilford Brimley is involved. And yes, of course, Yell Merb uh-huh. is Brimley backwards. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, like, even so, when they finally got around to the reveal and... Like, you know, that, that I moment. I still enjoyed it. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That moment was supposed to be, like, the emotionally resonant moment, but obviously it wasn't because it was Wilford Brimley. But they still did it very well. It was hilarious, yeah. you know? Right. right. Well, and I feel like you even got, like, a little emotion because he, like, he absorbs the diabetes absorbs from Hoop's body. And then, he, and then he dies. He's like, this is the, like, this is the last diabetes I can second. absorb. You got emotional during that scene? No, I'm not saying I actually got emotional, but there's no. something there. No, but, no. I mean, like, it, the like thing they is, played it completely straight, you know? Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it just kind of falls they over. There was supposed to be some emotion resonance there. Right. I, that, I mean, exactly. Well, right. Like, I think they, like, did that the way uh-huh. it was supposed to be, right? Like, with yeah. the gravitas yeah. that an actual emotional scene would have. I mean, yeah. just... I'm saying, like, basically the same thing could have happened in whatever Dragon Quest Four. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, when you have uh, Wilford Brimley's you know. head talking to yeah. you, saying, like, I'm dying, Charles Barkley. You know? It's like... <laughs> <laughs> you really gotta take a step on that one, you know? Oh, yeah. Ju- just you wait for my intro to this <laughs> podcast oh, episode. Oh, God. So, um, I know Evan mentioned the combat as surprising to him and, like, surprisingly good, uh, mm-hmm. but I kind of wanted to get, take a little bit deeper of a dive uh, in there, because, I mean, I, I kind of just wanted to know, uh, you know, which character you like to use the most, what was, like, mm-hmm. what was your, you know, go-to attack, because to preface this for those who haven't played, uh, the combat is somewhat similar to Mario RPG, where everything's kind of a timed, mm-hmm. timed button press or... Actually, they split it up where each character has a pretty different attack style, more or less. Um, but they're all very interactive, um, and most characters have actually three different like main attacks that you can choose from. Uh, so I I just kind of wanted to know which character did you enjoy the most because like I think our like JRPGs could kind of learn from this game as stupid as that yeah. sounds. I mean, no, uh, I in making yeah. in making their combat just a little bit more you know involved not not involved mm-hmm. they don't need help with, they don't need help with that yeah interactive yeah uh, uh, Evan, so yeah. you want to go first yeah uh, yeah I, I mean I just like playing as Cyberdorf. Um, like it, it just felt good, like creating your own combo, yeah. and then like finishing them off with something. And like you, you could screw up here and there, but mm-hmm. it was just really satisfying. If you just wanted to punch him a lot, you just smash that Z button, and it's just like punch, 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 punch. Um, and it did a lot of damage if you got like some good equipment. That so. was the thing um, about Cyber Dwarf is his damage output was actually kind of nuts. <laughs> like you could like one shot a lot of the enemies, and he was also like the healer. Yeah, of the group. I think yeah. he was definitely so, MVP of the team for sure. Yeah. Um, Definitely. So, no pun intended. I mean, for me, I feel like the most useful character, though not my favorite, was Hoops, just because his he could damage. He had really high damage, especially with his specials. But also, Mm -hmm. his uh, he had an attack where you could target different enemies with each shot, which was really useful for kind of cleaning stuff up or being like, oh, this enemy has like no health but I don't want to waste mm-hmm. a whole attack on them so you can waste a fifth of attack. I personally had the yeah. least but fun playing as Hoops, though. Like, okay. Yeah, me yeah. too. Like, he was the most useful, but, like, he was not very exciting to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, he doesn't have Holy Dunk like Charles <laughs> He Charles does not does. have Holy Dunk. And he didn't have the punch-kick combo. 
Yeah. And he didn't have the weebness of, uh, what's his name? Balthios. So, um, Balthios. I, I would say that Balthios was probably, like, my favorite, maybe, to use. Um, mm-hmm. Just because, like, he, yeah. I wish he had, like, maybe a little bit more, um, I guess, mana meter. Uh, it's BP, um, which I yeah. assume is basketball points, because his skills were extremely <laughs> useful. Um, yes. Very useful. Yeah, but. Uh, he, he was like the debuff and buff machine, but also yeah. attack. Like he had good <laughs> but damage. That's, that's the thing about. That's one thing about Balthius I wanted to ask you guys. Um, so <laughs> he had like an attack that I used mostly where he like sends out like a, a wave, right? And it attacks like the enemy's like brain stat or whatever. It's basically a special mm. attack attacking some Oh, I defense. never used that. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> that's oh. the only thing I used I, for him because. Oh, no, I. Okay. Because when I used the. Um, there was one. He had a physical attack he could do where it was timing slashes, um, uh-huh. and that mm-hmm. always did less damage, I feel like. Almost always. Yeah. yeah, it did. But his third attack, where he just sends a kind of slow-moving Zauber, German for magic, uh, out at the mm-hmm. enemy, but the more you tap the oh, button, that's the, one I was the more damage about. it does. That's the oh, sorry. you okay. think I was talking about. Well, he had a third. He has his third attack. I thought just like did some kind of status. Yeah, yeah. It, it minuses the turn By order twenty oh, percent. It, it was sort of useful. Yeah, yeah. I would always st- I would always start off with that just, just because why not? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, strategy. But no, I was talking about the sending out the energy wave. I thought that was clear, but maybe not. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. No, it's well, fine. Could, yeah, you said it did something to the enemy's brain, but maybe the one that I had equipped didn't. So I don't know. No, I think. Yeah. See, when I when I use that attack, it did good damage, but like towards the end, I would do that second attack where talking about where you like the time the thing oh. the slashes and, and then it did more damage huh. so i don't know if it was Maybe like targeting different things so i yeah, i don't thought, know so this is what i was saying when i said targeted brain so um i you have different stats everybody has different stats there's like brain power guard speed you know and i thought that the energy wave attack targeted um did more damage if the opponent had low brain versus mm. the slash attack did more damage if they had low guard and I thought, mm. I think generally the enemies you fought had lower brain than guard. And so I thought that's okay. why it did more damage usually. That makes sense. Um, okay, that, that makes sense. That kind of brings <laughs> me to another point I had about the combat. I feel like stats didn't mean a lot, or at least they were yeah. kind of misleading. Like for a while, like mm-hmm. Barkley, <laughs> for a while Charles, <laughs> Charles Barkley was like, easily the strongest person on my team, but he was doing way less damage mm-hmm. than <laughs> Robo Vince Carter, you know, when you had Robo uh, Vince. Yeah, Robo Vince Carter is strong. Yeah, yeah, he did stupid damage. And Cyber Dwarf, you know, he has lower attack too, but like I said, he can like one-shot some enemies. So I think the mm-hmm. stats were a little yeah. you know, arbitrary, it seemed yeah. like, which might be a right. point, like a, a commentary. But I'm not sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and let's, I... Let's not dive too much into <laughs> that. I did feel like... I mean, the game <laughs> itself is... I mean, pretty easy, wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, yeah, I was, I, with proper I had item a few usage. Times where I was killed, yeah. but otherwise it was pretty easy. I only yeah. died in the quick time points, <laughs> and that happened uh, several mm-hmm. times. Yes, that's exactly oh, yeah. it. That's the only times I died. Yeah, there, there are and quick it, time it, events because this is a game released in 2008. So, <laughs> Also, amazing game over screen. Yeah. Amazing game way. over screen. Like, I'm sure so Tim good. chuckled at that. Oh, yes. I mean, <laughs> God. Charles crying, and it says Kurt Cobain, Cobain bottom at the right. bottom right. <laughs> Is it like attributing <laughs> it to Kurt Cobain? Know. That was what I got out of it. I think it's better that I don't know. <laughs> uh, but it's all in black and white. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or sepia, at least. Uh, but yeah, actually, I, for me, I think 
either Cyber Dwarf or just doing the the fadeaway jumpers was very satisfying. Too. Yeah, that was. Um, very I satisfying. like being able to do guard up by doing like a forward jumper and a guard up, or sorry, guard up by doing a fadeaway and then guard down more power by doing like that gave me some flexibility. The um mm-hmm. the free throw was only okay, and the pass was, like, such a crapshoot. Like, I almost... Is the pass, pass the one like where you impossible. get two shots? No, that was, that? The, that was no, free throw. pass is the hard one. Pass yeah, was, okay. like, super I started fast, using fast. Oh, yeah. I started using free throw towards the end because it gave me two hits. Sure, uh, and when you had two balls with double dribble. And when you had two balls, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, towards the end of the game, for our listeners, um, <laughs> Charles Barkley, like, becomes enlightened with the power of basketball, and he... <laughs> Um, he has the ultimate b-ball. Oh, sorry, he doesn't have the ultimate b-ball. He has the hell b-ball, and then also the, I'm sorry, what was the other one? Something shimmer? Uh, the shimmer globe. The shimmer globe, yes, and he <laughs> gains the power to dribble them both at the same time, and every one of your attacks is now two attacks, because you're talking with two basketballs yeah. instead of one. It's pretty incredible. They called it the, double, double dribbling, dribble. obviously. Yeah, naturally. <laughs> he unlocked that power. Um, yes, he did. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, like Charles Barkley, I think was the most consistent. Also, like I don't know, you. I think there's probably <laughs> other things you can unlock if you, depending on what you do. But did you guys get Ghost Muscle? Uh, no, oh. actually, yes, I did. Okay, so I did. once I did you fight, oh god, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> once you fight and defeat Ghost Dad. Um, or Dad Ghost. Yes. Um, which is the floating head of Bill oh, Cosby, no. which has not aged well. Yes. But, yeah. No, it has not. But you fight and defeat Bill Cosby's ghost head. Um, you think all is well. And then if you go and rest in an inn, like pretty much right afterwards, the ghost of Bill Cosby comes to talk to you and says, Thank you for freeing me from my prison. I will now imbue you with the power of ghosts. And so, <laughs> for a measly five points of meter, which is very small, Charles Barkley can get like a boost of like nine power and nine brain or something by infusing himself mm-hmm. with the power of ghosts, which is. There's yeah. so much there. So I would do that and then Holy Dunk. Holy Dunk. Uh, and yeah. Then yeah, Holy Dunk. Holy clean up. Yeah. And I believe Holy Dunk, you had to go fight Dikembe Mutombo's ghost. I think that's true. Yes, I did do yes, that. Yes, yeah. in an so. optional dungeon. It was an early so, optional yes, dungeon. I did that. that I did. Yeah. yeah, I guess I did more optional dungeons than I thought. Yeah, there's, and that's that's one thing that I really like about the game in general. It really rewards exploration. Like what little exploration there is in the game. You know, it's a fairly small game. It always gives you something really good. Yeah, if you like, go out of your way to find this these hidden things. I noticed that. Uh, oh, that reminds me. I love um, how they had a. Uh, uh, sorry, no, no, no. Ahead. You tell me what you like first, and then I'll talk about my other okay. stupid mm. stuff. I loved how sorry. they went through the effort of like creating a world map for literally like five minutes. <laughs> no, of thirty gameplay. seconds. If that, and then you it walked was from gone. one yeah. destination like, to another. That. that was it. <laughs> and yeah, it gave you like, like a, wow, okay. and it gave you like a whole explanation. <laughs> too. It was like, do you want to know how to use the world map? And I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. I guess this is the thing now. Um, yeah, I just love that so little, little touch. Well, and I think that's kind of, so, you know, in your Final Fantasy VII, you spend the first, whatever, three-ish hours of the game in one city, mm-hmm. and then the world map opens up. So in this game, it's yeah, like, yeah. you've been, you know, doing stuff for, whatever, three, four mm-hmm. hours, then the world map opens up, and then you go immediately to the final area of the game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... I, I had a few questions about, like, side quest stuff, I guess, while we're on the topic. Um, the... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you guys get so you guys got the final gun, I assume, in yes. in the place. 
Um, Final Gun is an acronym for something. Yeah, yes, exactly. The Spalding Basketball Factory. Um, Two different people ask you for the Final Gun before you go in there. And it's like, if you find it, surrender it to Square Enix Goya, which is like some evil corporation. (laughs) Or there's like some guns collector who's got to have his guns. And he like really, 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 really wants the Final Gun. Anyway, um, Mm -hmm. I kept it. Did either of you give it to either of those people? I also I kept, kept it. it. Okay. Well, did you did any of you guys try talking to the fanatic uh, after you had it? No. Okay. No. Well, if you talk to him and then he's like, "Hey, hand it over and I'll give you something." And you're like, "Hell nah." You know, that's an option you can say. Uh-huh. Hell nah. <laughs> so you don't. Hell and nah. he's like, "I can't live knowing that that exists and it's right there. I'm not going to leave you until you give it to me." And then he just like follows you around the world map for a while. And if, every time you want to go to the menu, he's like, "Give me the gun." And you're like, "No." And you go to the menu. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, I hopped on a subway and progressed the story, and he was gone. So I don't really know what happened to Got him. Got away. But that was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. I thought. So I don't know. Yeah. What a surprise. Oh. Yeah. See, the game is full of little surprises. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the game. <laughs> that's the game. Um, yeah, God, uh, there's there's other random bits to touch on, but Max, why don't you guide us in the next topic here? Sure, yeah. sure. So, I mean, these are very broad topics. So the next one I w- wanted to talk about kind of just your impressions on the overall story and the writing that's in the game. Because, like, honestly, for me, while the gameplay is enjoyable and, you know, makes the game go by at a nice pace and keeps you involved... Mm-hmm. It's really, for me, the writing and the story uh, mm-hmm. that made me enjoy the game. And that was what really surprised me the most about it, that they, like, they went for it yeah. and they made this game. <laughs> <laughs> they really did. They really did go for it. And They went for that yeah. three-pointer the, the three and just sank it, it across the court. <laughs> sank it. So, yeah, I mean, that's, I know it's, it's, a, it's a broad topic, but what, what did you, I guess, like and or dislike about the, you know, the, the story and the writing and the, the world, I guess? I mean, it's hard to, um, I think a strength that games like these have where it's like, you know, going for a it's so bad it's good kind of vibe, it's like kind of hard to pinpoint criticisms, right? Because it's like, how right. do you... Like, it's how do you make fun of a clown, right? It's, it's 100% that. Uh, um, well, yeah. you could say it's not funny, but in this case, I mean... It's a funny clown. It's, yeah. it's a good clown. It's a funny clown. <laughs> I mean, also, I guess, like, we're the perfect target audience. Like, I feel like a lot of that humor is, like, late 2000s sort of meme yeah. humor. Yeah. Um, like, we grew up with Space Jam. We, like, are in our 20s, and we still make fun of it to sure. this day. Um I, I guess, yeah, because we we get it, like, we, we, we immediately get it. We buy a ticket to this knowing exactly what we're going to get, basically. As soon as we know what the premise is, we understand sure. it. We're in 100%. I am wondering how other people, like, of different generations would view this. Mm. Um, I guess that's my only question, and I guess we can't answer that because I mean, I we're all part tried, of the same We are ourselves. Yeah, I tried explaining <laughs> it not like in detail to like people because like mm-hmm. I think the description's hilarious you know you're like you're playing as you're it playing is. as Charles Barkley in an RPG in a post-apocalyptic wasteland where you're trying to save mm-hmm. basketball after Charles Barkley himself uh, <laughs> destroyed a city and plunge the world into chaos with his own <laughs> chaos dunk, you know? And, like, I personally... Th- you see, and that that would do it for yeah, some people, exactly. too. Just, like, the way you pitched like, it. Like, yeah, if you were talking Whoa, to they me, made a game out of that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it's exactly. like, if you're talking to me, I'm like, that sounds ridiculous. Sign me up. But I got met with, like, a lot of, like, 
okay, like weird looks, you know, like what are you doing? So I don't know, shoot, maybe, uh-huh. maybe it's not a masterpiece and we're just Maybe dumb it's idiots. just our off-brand humor that we love. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> what were we talking about? Question? <laughs> oh, general impressions on story and writing. Oh, right. So, okay. I mean, what, right. what, I, what I really liked about the game is like a lot of the writing felt, I feel like, more like a movie script than a game script uh mm-hmm. in that like where whereas like a kid balthios your character who's basically with you the entire game he's basically like the rpg character and he's always providing mm-hmm. useful exposition and stuff but charles barkley's just like pissed off at everything basically <laughs> so and like is he's i mean like understandably mad because mm-hmm. his son is like originally you know captured by evil michael jordan and then you know, he has a lot to be mad about, let's just yeah. say. And, like, uh, and people keep throwing yes. this, like, this stuff at him that would be typical in an RPG game. And he's just like, I don't have time for this. Go away. Shut up. Leave me alone. I have something to do, you know? Yeah. And then usually Balthius is like, maybe we should listen to maybe him, Charles. We should this help could be useful for our person. journey. Yes. Uh, uh, I'll say this. I, I'm very glad it's, like, four hours long. Like, if this was any more, I would be like, yeah, I'm, I'm out. I don't need to play this. Like, I get it. The, I get the joke. Like, like I said before in this podcast, like, it's one joke that's told, like, a 50 billion times in different sure, ways. Yeah. So I was laughing along the way, but, like, if you don't get it, if you're not initially in, you're going to be turned off by it, like, kind of immediately. And I think it, um, um, I think it was paced pretty well in that regard. I think, like, it escalated, yeah, right, up to, like, a... Mm-hmm. A uh, breaking point, you know, like at uh-huh, in uh-huh. that final boss when the <laughs> <laughs> I can't even tell us, tell us, Tim, tell oh us what happens. Well, okay, so you eventually oh, no. Charles Barkley senses the en- <laughs> Charles Barkley senses the energy yeah. from the ultimate B ball that was re- used in the original Space Jam. That has been repowered up, and he's like, "It's in space. We have to fly to it." And we hop on the Cyberdorf spaceship, and we fly up to space. <laughs> um, yeah, again, so this is all escalation. We're going to space right now, right? Right. Um, right. And right. you finally face the, I guess, mastermind and head of Bloodmosis, which is, of course, Shadow Barkley, a dark version of yourself. <laughs> and it's like you fight uh-huh. and you defeat Shadow Barkley, <laughs> whose sprite on the. Um, on the battle screen, by the way, oh, is like gosh. a giant one-winged Charles Barkley demon, uh, basically, which is incredible in its own. Because that obviously is like trying to capture yeah. like Final Fantasy vibes easily. And then also, side note, I love how every song before in this game is just like 16-bit chip yes. tunes, and then at the end they just play Space Jam yes. like at full, full quality, blast. and it's like yes. Here we go. Um, Here we go. <laughs> also, also, also on that music note, your final showdown with Michael Jordan is set to the Harlem Glo- Globetrotters theme. <laughs> and it's so jarring and so weird, My but God. it feels mm-hmm. perfect in that moment. Right. Um, yeah. And anyway, so so after you fight Shadow Barkley, <laughs> he's like, you fools, this isn't even my final form, right? Like, that's the meme. There's always a final transformation. Yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. like, he goes, he mm-hmm. screams, and it goes back to the battle screen, and it's just, it's just yeah. Charles Barkley's smiling face superimposed on, like, a not very big, like, T-Rex body. That's just, it looks extremely awkward. It's even smaller, I think, than his original yeah. thing. And it's just, like, obviously, And like, he has horns. And he has horns, right? It looks absolutely ridiculous, but, like, the delivery of that, it's just, like, yeah, this is the ultimate point of this game. This is it, you know? So, Mm -hmm. um... 
Also, at the, in the very last moments when you're about to just do the chaos dunk, <laughs> um, I think you're in space for that yes. moment, and then it starts raining in <laughs> space. Just like added for added dramatic yeah. effect, and just then you like jump into the sky, into space, into the sky, and then it does like the Akira, like oh, there's a 9.0 like megaton something coming your way, like sh- seek shelter now or you'll die. Uh, and yeah, you come so slamming funny. down, slamming and jamming down, um, slamming chaos ducking down. Yeah, God. Uh, anyway, uh, yes, the story was. Anyway, where were we? I don't know. The story is, I think, well paced and exactly what it's trying to be. Uh, um, I'm trying to think of any qualms I had. Uh, no, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, there's no, okay, I mean, well, I mean, that's the thing. It's like what Tim said. It's like, how do you make fun yeah, of a clown? Yeah. Like it satirizes JRPGs really well. I just don't think it goes that deep into how I see JRPGs as a whole. Yeah. Um, like I'm not like reconsidering how I feel about Final Fantasy seven or anything. It's just this, it's just like, if you like JRPGs, I think you'll like Yeah, this game, I think this was basically. a game for um, RPG fans, right? Like, that's the thing. Yeah, exactly. It's lampooning yeah. it, but that's, you know, you'd enjoy it the most if you it. know it, it like, <laughs> intimately, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, so, you know, in this game, like, I will fully admit that the plot is just basically a series of excuses to move the game along, yeah. but, mm-hmm. like, so are JRPGs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, like, that's like a, a, an opinion sort of like yeah. about like story. If you don't like the story, then of course it's going to feel like beat yeah. to beat. Yeah. Just I mean, I guess that's, that's even like video games in general. You know, they, they're mm-hmm. kind of more boxed in in terms of stories that they can tell, mm-hmm. you know, right. versus a yeah, movie or a book or something mm-hmm. like that. But uh, <laughs> I mean, so in terms of in terms of the writing, well, I do like you know, 90% of the humor, there's some stuff there that's, like, either dated or just kind of, like, like, there's, you know, status effects that are, like, some diabetes, a little, Asperger's. Yeah, it's a little offensive, It's for a sure. little high school. Yeah, yeah, immature. <laughs> it is a little yeah. high school. Definitely. Uh, I mean, Bill Cosby. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's I mean, all that needs to be yeah. said. Well, yeah. this was before <laughs> I mean, anybody knew this anything was, about yeah. how awful yeah. Bill Cosby yeah. is, no, to be saying, fair. Like, about dark a lot Cosby. of stuff has not aged super well. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. It was yeah. just, he was just another funny face to put in the game, I yeah, think. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Um, and I mean, yeah, it, like, those are the kinds of things, I don't think we ever made jokes about, like, Asperger's. That seems kind of bad. Yeah. It is bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, like, it's, it's also bad to make fun of anybody with any disease, right? But we did, like, in yeah. high school, we're like, huh, diabetes, that's a funny right. disease. But and, it's like, uh, <laughs> yeah. and that's why I'm saying if it's very of the 2000s era yeah. where it's like, you can say anything and get I'm away sure. with it. Yeah. Um, which, yeah. Has its pros and cons. So, yeah. Not every yeah. joke lands. I'll give you that for sure. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, I'd just like to say I was uh, in order to find a certain quote from the game. Uh, I was watching a YouTube Let's Play, uh, and the top comment was, uh, "Why does this game play better and have a more believable story than anything David Cage can produce?" Of course, David Cage being the guy who did a. Uh, the very recent Detroit Become Human, as well as that Ellen Page game where she has a ghost friend. Uh, well, he just and he just wants to make rain. a movie, but like he he's never stuck can playing for games. some reason. I don't. Yeah, I never anyway. played either of those games, so I couldn't even <laughs> no. like really input on that. But uh. Heavy Rain was okay. Wait, did he do Heavy Rain? I don't think it was bad. 
Yes. You just fine. said that? Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah, Heavy Rain was... That was... Yeah. I think people gave Heavy Rain, Heavy Rain. some flack. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. There, I mean, like, the story I thought was pretty good, but, like, the mechanics to get there weren't always great. I was like, do I really have to open this fridge by holding the R2 button? Yeah, okay. Yeah, it was, it was, an, it was an okay uh, TV show <laughs> yeah. that happened to be on a video game. Um, well, and it's like, yeah. those games always feel just, like, kind of off by me. Like, they're written by an alien who's trying to understand humans. Yeah, I don't know. or, like, the, uh, the faces are, like, a little uncanny valley and that they're trying to make this realistic, but they're actually yeah. just, like, weird, gross people, yeah. you know? Like, and we still have not reached that point yeah. yet. I mean, I felt, I felt more of a connection to Charles Barkley than I did to, <laughs> <laughs> to Ellen Page. Okay, well, that, that's says a lot. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm trying to think if I have anything else to fit here. <sighs> I mean, I think I've so, well, reached the end. And, well, okay, one thing, one thing that I really liked about it that also JRPGs, I feel like, could kind of learn from. I mean, I'm sure there are, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure JRPGs that do this well, but majority not is that your main character is actually a character. He's not just, like, this blank slate for you to project yourself mm-hmm. onto, which sure, I've right. never really, like, been super on board with in terms of games. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I'd rather have my character be a character. I don't know. Right. Uh, well, I mean, JRPGs have not been doing super well these past few years or so, right? Yeah. Like, Square Enix has been struggling for a long time. Um, I thought they'd been doing I can't all right, think of a lot they? of... I mean, I think that... And I think they have kind of more moved towards, like, say, Final Fantasy XV... I mean, I'm not uh. going to say the main character is a great character, uh. but he's uh-huh. something. He They're trying. He has character, yes. He has, um, they d- yeah. definitely tried to make it more westernized, um, but I don't know. Well, I think it's I also... Mean, I think, I think, do, we have the, do we have that episode out where we talk about Final No, that is no, our demo episode. It's a secret episode. It has uh, not been okay. released and might so. never get released. Okay. We'll see. Uh, it's in the Maybe for forever. the first anniversary. Yeah. Which is coming up. But If we hit 15 followers, we'll put it up on there. Wow. 15, okay. But I feel like JRPGs in this day and age have almost kind of like diverged where they're either this like horrible anime trash or mm-hmm. like for Japan. some kind of semi westernized kind yeah. of thing like your final fantasies and sure I mean, I to a lesser extent i guess your near automatas yeah that's maybe in the middle i don't know i didn't well, actually play it near's so. near's very japanese in my opinion okay. but for some reason the west just latched on yeah. i it's probably because of porn um but it's probably because <laughs> it's of very, porn it's probably because of porn but it is a very japanese game um, and maybe too much. Like I, I didn't. It didn't reach me like a lot of uh, our friends. It mm-hmm. reached like Josh. Like he loves that game. Shout out to Josh. Um, Kazu, he loves shout that out game. To yeah. uh, shout out to Kazu. Uh, but like I, I mean, you have to play it multiple times. I know there's different storylines, but uh-huh. it just kind of. Uh-huh. I, okay, I still haven't played then, it. But that's a different game. I mean, even yeah. even even your you know your great JRPGs that everyone seems to like, like your personas. The main mm-hmm. characters are. Not really, Blank not slates. really characters. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you like Persona. And five I like, I like four. Persona. I like Persona Four better mm-hmm. than Five, but I like, I like mm-hmm. both of them. Uh, mm-hmm. Not as much as you guys do, I think. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. it. will uh, convince you. So anyway, <laughs> this is actually a pretty good segue in that. Uh, so Evan, you say that you think Barkley has satirized JRPGs to an okay degree. What do you think 
in your no, opinion? I think I think oh. I think it satirizes it very well. Uh-huh. I just don't think it like reaches any like new conclusion. Okay, it's like it's not doing like, anything profound. This is what's funny. This is okay. Yeah, it's just like this is what's ridiculous about. It. It's like yeah, so that, that, that is ridiculous. In your opinion, I guess what what if Barkley had to have some kind of maybe not necessarily thesis, but in what it, what uh-huh. does it have to say about JRPGs? No, no, I, I'm I don't even I'm not even saying like uh-huh. it, it has to say something okay. about. JRPGs. Okay. I'm just saying that's what it did. It did it very well, and then. That's it. <laughs> huh. Okay. Okay. Because yeah. I think, like, my takeaway from it is it's, like, an absurdist love letter to JRPGs. Yeah, I mean, that's, I like, what game, I was saying, too. That's a good way to it's put for it. fans, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, it's, like... It's mm-hmm. for fans. Yeah. Like, it hits all the beats of a JRPG right. while also being, like, hey, this is kind of dumb, huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, and it's, like, but we love it, right? And it's, it's like, yeah. It's basically an in-joke, yeah, right? <laughs> like, you're playing a big in-joke, yeah. you know? Exactly. Yeah. So I think I think... Uh, what I've written here is I, I think it's about as close as video games have gotten to a Weird Al parody song equivalent <laughs> in that it hits all the same notes, but with a mm-hmm. different that's kind true. of jokey subject matter. Okay. I can, uh, yeah, this yeah, is yeah, actually... Exactly. I, I see that 100%. <laughs> that's kind of profound, actually, now that you mention it. Oh. <laughs> Just a big old I mean, cover Weird song. Weird Al presents Chef Boyardee's Charlie... <laughs> no, whatever, Charles whatever. Barkley. <laughs> Charlie Barkley. Char- Charlie Barkley. <laughs> Charkley Barkley. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I think uh, that that's that's really about it that I have in terms of big picture stuff. I had mm-hmm. you know a few small gripes of the game. There's a run meter for some reason. Yeah, completely uh, arbitrary. Yeah. I lo- I love that it was measured by like a little Nike, like you had a little Nike shoe, and mm-hmm. the meter did not last mm-hmm. very long at all. You basically could do no, like a shot. Oh, it depleted so yeah. quickly. Yeah. Like why was it yeah. even there? Why was it even but, there? Exactly. Yeah. Probably I mean, just to be like, annoying. I think. Either just give you unlimited run or <laughs> just don't let you run at all. Yeah. You know, I mean, I appreciate that it was there because it made the game a little bit faster. But <laughs> I think it was I think Tiny it was bit. a purposeful design choice to make it just enough run to be sort of helpful, but not enough to like it, it was supposed to be a little frustrating, yeah. I think. And it accomplished uh, that mm-hmm. if it was probably. not enough to be just game breaking where you run through the. Entire exactly. Game. Yeah. What yeah, I ended up right. doing towards the end was I was like tapping the run button, which yeah, would yeah. produce the meter. Yes. Less. Next level yeah. strats. Definitely. <laughs> I think I guess we all figured that out. Yeah. We do yeah. play games. Out of frustration, really. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Charles. Um, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know if you have anything else specific to talk about. I was. <laughs> I mentioned to you guys earlier that basically I took a screenshot every time something made me laugh, and I think I ended up compiling, let's see, one, two, two, three, four, five, six, eight, nine, ten, twenty-four to twenty-six or so screenshots, and this was only like the last like two-thirds of the game. I wasn't really doing this for the Ah, beginning, so... Yeah. So maybe you would have hit. I I probably would have hit more, (laughs) honestly. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna pick a random one here. Oh, God. <laughs> Read it aloud. Yeah. yeah. When you get into, I think it's Proto-Neo New York, which is alone yeah. a very funny yeah. a very funny title. Um, you run into Juana Man. <laughs> <laughs> what was Juana Man from? Can I look that up again? From I forget. the movie, Yeah, Juana Man. Yeah, that's exactly what it was called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like... Charles Barkley runs into her. It's like, Juana, Juana, man, it can't be you. I'm like, oh no, what the? <laughs> what else do I have? Oh, and oh, also man. like little things like if you were just like scrounging around. There's like one level where Charles Barkley specifically tells you to like look around for keys, and so you're rooting through drawers and stuff. You know, it's your typical JRPG looking for loot, and a lot of the characters are like, 
hey, can we stop looking for loot? Like, don't we have something better to do? And Charles Barkley's like, we got to search everything, got to find that sweet, sweet whatever, you know? And I mean, that was... <laughs> key card, probably. Yeah, but the thing was, the key cards weren't in any drawers. They were out in open sight, I think, mm. for the most part. So, like... <laughs> of course right. they were key cards. Yeah. Okay, but I looked in the trash cans, and I definitely found items that yes, were Yes, there were so. good items. <laughs> but also, if you, like, open one specific drawer, it's like, you got zero nothings. Like, it's like just... <laughs> <laughs> so that was a good one, too. There you go. See, um, that's another... Joke that's not really, you know, a takedown, whereas it is like, hey, look at this stupid. Thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, like, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's exactly good podcast listening to go joke by joke and be like, huh, that was funny. But you know, there were a lot of good Remember jokes. That, you guys? <laughs> yeah. uh, one one last thing I'd like to mention, as far as like, I thought this was a clever thing. You know how in Space Jam. Um, they, everybody listening. <laughs> we'll hey. pause the podcast right now so you can watch Space Jam on your own. Time. Yeah, if you haven't seen Space Jam, um, I'll give you a couple seconds. And if you haven't seen Space Jam, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, actually, you're probably better off if you haven't seen it. Um, but uh, so all of the the God. characters in those that was Looney Tunes, right? Like that was a, like a WB thing. There's like a whole underground sewer colony of um people who have transformed oh themselves into animals. And I think it's like kind of vague furry commentary, which is kind of, I guess, funny in its own way. But what I thought was hilarious <laughs> was like, they just used a bunch of Hanna-Barbera cartoons instead of Looney Tunes, right? Yes. Like it was like completely right. yeah. budget, like basically like <laughs> Craigslist ass furries where like, uh, like yeah. you, there's like you go into an inn and like it's Jabberjaw behind the counter or something, you know? And I don't know. And I thought that was just like a really kind of clever, like this isn't, this isn't yeah. the Space Jam. You're in the sewers. You're with Hanna-Barbera characters. <laughs> this, so This is not the Space yeah. Jam you're looking for. Anyway. But it is. It's, yeah. I think this game is a little but more clever than maybe people would take, give it credit for on first glance. So yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So, I mean, if you have any closing thoughts, I guess this is the time. I think I pretty much already had said my piece with the absurdist love letter to JRPG slash Weird Al song. Yeah, so. I mean, that's, again, pretty astute. I basically said my piece, but, like, if you're listening right now and you have, like, four hours to kill, um, like, you can't go wrong with this game. It's free, too. It's, free. Um, it's on Mac and PC. Um, anyone can play it. It's fun. It's stupid. Have yeah. A good time. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. I think it's... For the time investment, it's absolutely worth your time. Like, I, I really yeah. glad that we played it. Um, hey, yeah, good job, Max. Uh, can we talk real quick? Is there actually gonna be a sequel? Because the basically the end of the game ends with you chaos dunking onto Tyrannosaurus <laughs> Charles Barkley, and like basically cuts to black, and you know you don't really know what happened. It just says to be continued in whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. So, Max, right. what's up with that? Uh, so in 2012, uh, before I ever played this game, cause I think I played it for the first time in like 2015 or so, uh, there was a Kickstarter, uh, for Barkley two, which has an even longer title, uh, that ends, I think with the official game of the movie. Uh, uh and so it has been, it, it made it, I think it want, they wanted like $30,000 and they got like 120,000. Uh, so it made its goal and God it is, has been in development ever since. Oh my God. Uh, one of, one of the, uh, I don't think we're ever going to see I it. believe the highest like goal reward was you can pose as tales of games in an interview, <laughs> like an official interview about the game. 
one one of the <laughs> other rewards was a uh, body pillow of the cyber dwarf. Oh my god! Oh, no, uh, I kind of want. So those actually back. exist. They made those. Like you know, the game's not done, but but the game itself is like an action shooter almost. Okay. Like it's it's kind of like an isometric shooter mm-hmm. from what i've seen there's also like a basketball tactics mini game it looks like really Ooh. fully featured and okay. like uh, act, like the whole game has the same art style and is like as, it, as itself not as the first one it looks a lot nicer actually like like uh-huh. it's a real game they're just calling it barkley 2 uh and i don't believe charles barkley is going to be in it so they don't get sued because i think they're going to actually sell it for money uh, uh, i i hope they just sat- satirize like every genre of video yeah game once you're done with jrpgs you gotta just kind of like take the rest on i guess with okay now it's the shooter yeah, yeah. so i don't yeah, know now, i don't know really the dating game uh, well did you did i you did go to the beeple the, dimension i did and do the Wait, dating game. Uh, Evan didn't There's do the a dating game. Yeah, and Charles. Wait, that's one of the best. Parts. That was really funny. Um, uh, Evan, did you not man. go to the b-ball dimension? They even ask you if you want to go towards the end. You you blew the whistle. You blow uh, the whistle. I I didn't blow the whistle because I just wanted uh, to win. No. At that point. Uh, <laughs> you got. I was planning on going back if we had time, right. and then I didn't. Well, re- so. reload your file. It takes like twenty minutes to do everything in okay. the b-ball. Yeah, I, it's definitely okay. worth doing. Um, yeah. I had a good time. You'll, in there. you'll love the you'll love the cyber dwarf dialogue. I'm just gonna. It was so. Uh, wait. Yes, okay. Well, no, we can't talk about it until. <laughs> And yeah, I can't. T- so we have some more stuff to discuss. I think that one thing about this game is like, like, like Max said, there's a lot of like secret paths to take that all, like kind of have little nooks mm-hmm. and crannies rewarding you. And I don't, I, I definitely didn't do all of it. So we can talk about those later, I guess. But yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, Charles Barkley. That's uh, that's uh, that's Charles Barkley. Chef Boyardee presents Tales of Games. Barkley should have been Jam Guide in Chapter One of the Hoops Barkley Saga. So uh, now is the time. When we uh, give out our review <gasps> scores of the game, oh, okay. <laughs> is there a Metacritic review to like compare with? Uh, so we give our scores first, and then we talk about this. All right, all right. Okay. Um, all right, all right. I guess I'll go first since it's my game that I okay. introduced. So, mm-hmm. I mean, while the game certainly has a few like humor missteps, other than that, like I really enjoyed the game start to finish. I think it's the perfect length. I think it's paced really well. Uh, and it knows when to stop. <laughs> uh, and I just love the weird world that they made. Uh, so, I mean, you know, these are our favorite games, right? So I'm going to say, I'm going to say mm-hmm. 92. Holy, hmm. okay. Evan. Hmm. I'm thinking. I mean, um, I, lo- I, I did enjoy my time. Like, every minute I enjoyed it. Um, I guess what I was talking about before was it could get a little monotonous. Um, and if I do step back and like out of my own personality, I'm like, would I enjoy this if I was anybody else? <laughs> but you're would this you. really be that good? But you. I am me. So it's it's hard to say there, but um I'm gonna give it an eighty five. Okay. Um yeah. I'm surprised we didn't actually like have this conversation. I thought maybe you assigned it to have this conversation, but I thought maybe we would have been done some comparisons to Undertale, you know, because I assigned Undertale a few months mm-hmm. ago, but um, in so far as they're just, you know, they're, they're similar sort of in what they're trying to do. You know, they're, they're RPGs huh. that kind of make fun of a lot of different aspects of the RPG genre. I think Charles Barkley like mm-hmm. doubles down or quadruples double down dribbles, on that. Yes. Double dribbles down. Double dribbles on that quite a bit. So Yeah, but like what we were it's, talking about, oh, I think like Undertale I mean, like introduces its own sort of language right. to the genre while Charles Barkley just like, 
yeah. it. Like it just talks about it, makes fun Charles of it. Charles Barkley then, is just borrowing from all kinds of sure. You know, yeah, I yeah. Mean, it's a hodgepodge of different ideas. While Undertale has its own like narrative, like own story, its own identity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't um, think, and like from a game perspective, I don't think anyone's gonna say that Barkley is better than Undertale. <laughs> I mean, like I like it more than Undertale, but I don't think it's better than Undertale. All right. Like, can you say that out loud too many times, though? <laughs> um, I guess the no, difference... Nobody tell anyone. Oh, God. I guess the difference would be the... Um, I guess uh, Barclay's more of a parody versus, I guess, Undertale having influences or something like that. Anyway. I Undertale's just, almost mm-hmm. more of a deconstruction. Yeah. Whereas Barclay mm-hmm. no, doesn't get that far. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's the perfect word to use, yeah. actually. Hmm. This is an intelligent podcast we have here, guys. This is good. <laughs> About Charles Barkley's <laughs> Shut Up and Jam. Masterpiece. Uh, that being said, I did also enjoy it quite a bit. Um, I think some stuff, like, it obviously relied heavily on a lot of assets from a lot of different games. And, like, a lot of times that was, like, yeah. to its benefit. Like, it was kind of hilarious just seeing this obviously, like, slapped together thing that it became, you know, this Frankenstein <laughs> mm-hmm. of a game. Um, but also sometimes it's like, this kind of looks awful, <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> presentation wise, I don't think it always delivered necessarily. And I think it did fall flat a couple times in the show. I'm going to give it like a, I'm going to give it an 89. I still really had a good time, but mm-hmm. I would give it a high B plus, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say I did give it an 85, but I don't know for me. I mean, we'll have to see. I don't know if this game will age well with me. Mm-hmm. Um, like playing it the first time and like the surprises one after another was the fun right. in it. Um, but like playing it again now, I just feel like, oh, this is that well, part. This is the that thing joke is, from 2000 something. Sorry, Max, you go first. Yeah. Oh, well, I was going to say, I mean, I think it's only been about three years since I played it. And I, I mean, mm-hmm. like, there were certain things, certainly, that I remembered. Uh, but there were a, mm-hmm. lot, a lot of just the little stuff is hard. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to remember everything in the mm-hmm. game. Uh, so, I mean, a lot of the little stuff still got me. Uh, and I think they create a bizarre enough world that I, you know, I don't mind going back. Yeah, um... I can also, see that. I, I, you know, I Googled a little bit after I was done playing uh, just to see. There's like a couple of things I had questions on that, you know, I don't really want to get into it on the podcast. Just <laughs> weird things that happened. And I was like, was that supposed what to happen? What happened? Um, <laughs> but I saw, God, I have so many small questions. Uh, but there's like some screenshots of things that are just like, that didn't happen to me. Why is Kazam here? You know? <laughs> So there are more secrets yes. to discover. Okay, I'll give it that. I just meant like the humor itself. Real quick, might did not you age well did you guys like rub a lamp and make Kazam appear? No. There's no. a screenshot I saw where Shaquille O'Neal is taking up the entire screen. That's all I know. Oh. <laughs> As he would. Anyway. Um, well, we'll get back to you, listeners, about that in the next yeah. episode. Oh, so uh, <laughs> worth worth noting at the very end of the game. Uh, Oh, we, and which we never discussed. Every time you save, you get this, oh, like, gosh. diatribe of a forum post oh, yeah. of, like, basically what I'm going to call, uh, for lack of a better term, a turbo weeb. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Who will just lecture you about why Japan is better than America. And that's some... Ugh. I love that. I, I believe only one of those was a real forum post, and the rest of them mm-hmm. were just, uh, you know, written, like written, riffs on written by the yeah. game's creator. Can I say... Uh, but at the... Vi- oh, let me... Sorry. Yeah, no, uh, finish. At, at the very at the very last save point, um, the save point person who you've just been reading, uh-huh. you know, 
diatribes from, uh, quizzes you on various things that they have said to make sure you've been reading these uh, these save point uh, yeah. you know, paragraphs. <laughs> uh, and if you win, it was like, oh, you passed my test, but you still need to collect all three library cards. And so I was like, this is my second playthrough of the game. I'm going to get all the library cards. Uh, I Googled it. It turns out there's no such thing. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, okay, that makes me feel a little bit better because, like, uh, like towards the beginning, after maybe the second or third save point, when I realized they like all had like these different long-winded things, I'm like, knowing this game, they're probably going to test me on this eventually. But no test ever really came, and so I kind of stopped paying attention. So I got like halfway through those questions or something, um, which I thought yeah. was pretty good. But then at a certain point, I just like mm-hmm. forgot something about. Mm-hmm. A music composer from Japan or something like that. So, uh, yeah. anyway, yeah. Yasunori Mitsuda, I believe. Yes, he wasn't a neoclassical mm. composer. He was something else, apparently. So. Uh, he was <laughs> Keltotropic. Okay, according to the save point. Yes, according well, to the save point. Yeah, um, yeah, it was a cute touch. It has a lot of little cute touches like that. So, mm-hmm. cheeky, I guess is a better word for it. Yeah, cheeky. Uh, cheeky. So. As it was a fan-made game released for free on the internet, it does not have enough meta scores ah. uh, to have a Metacritic score. I don't think it has any, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so we, it's up to us. We did it. So it's up to us. We did okay. it. Whatever whatever the Metacritic average of ours right is, which I think is like 91-ish. There you go. <laughs> what did you give it, Max? 92? 90. Oh, wait, did I? You gave okay, it a never mind. Yeah, so it's lower. It's, it's like, like 88. It's like 88. Like, it's like 88. Ha, I was 88 the closest. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you did it. You won. You win this episode. All right. So that was Barkley Shut Up and Jam Gaiden. Uh, now we're going to talk about our roulette game for the month, which is City of Brass, which yeah. is a first-person uh, Arabian Nights-inspired roguelike uh, that's basically just about a guy whipping a bunch of skeletons. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you want to explain yes. roguelikes real quick for our less savvy? Do I want Yes. So... Uh, without getting too into the history of them, roguelikes are basically uh, a game that restarts every time you die and you lose all, basically all progress. It kind of depends game to game. Uh, but that's basically it. The, the, the joy that people get out of this type of game is they can feel themselves getting better at the game, which is, you know, something we uh-huh. were discussing earlier. Uh uh-huh. And it's really blown up in the past few years, uh, mostly, I believe, thanks to Spelunky, which was uh, one of my se- uh, my yes. seventh favorite game of all time and a very mm-hmm. excellent platformer 2D roguelike. Mm. Uh, but this is w- one you don't see that often, which is a 3D roguelike, usually because they are not don't have huge budgets. They're typically 2D uh, mm-hmm. type games. Um, but this one has some kind of a budget because it, it looks pretty good. It's all... Uh, mm-hmm interesting and uh you know arabian nights which is not something you really see in video games too often yes. maybe prince of persia yes. and yep. then nothing mm-hmm. for a while <laughs> that might be um it. so mm-hmm. the you know the game has a very loose plot if you can even call it that there's an opening cutscene where you just take a medallion to this genie uh but then instead of giving you treasure or something he's like hey check out this huge crazy city that you have to get through now to get the treasure um, what a jerk. So the game is, you know, broken up into, I believe, 12 or 13 different levels um, that each take a few minutes to get through. Um, mm-hmm. And you're basically just running around, jumping, whipping skeletons, hitting them with your sword. And there's a bunch of different upgrades and game modifiers that you can unlock and use to make the game easier or harder. Um 
so yeah, I mean, let's start talking. Well, let's what talk are, about what it. are your kind of first first impressions or general impressions of the game? Well, mm. Evan, you go first. Okay, um, I like yeah, like you were saying, I really appreciated the aesthetic of this game. Like, I don't see a lot of Arabian Night games. Um, it was a first person roguelike game. I haven't. I don't know if I've ever played one like that before. Um, I enjoyed the ideas that it presented to me, like. Uh, the different power-ups were pretty cool. Um, the combat felt okay. I think the combat for me was the, the thing I liked least about this game. Um, but otherwise, I, I had a good time. I, I thought it was pretty difficult for me. Um, I think if I really sat down and tried to be good at this game, maybe eventually I could break through. But I could just not get past, like, Chapter 3 or something. Um, and it was it was like a constant learning process. Like, I would step onto, like the the spike shooty thing and I'd be like oh well I'm never doing that again and then eventually I realized you can you can whip it to make it shoot up and then you can run past it so I think the level designs are great um, I guess yeah my only complaint would be the combat felt a little floaty not exactly floaty just kind of sludgy it was just kind of like there's like a delayed in what I would want to do and then what actually I mean happened. that I think a lot of that um, came from your whip movement took in a second and a half to come out, you know, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. L2, watcha, like, yeah, Oof. like, it, it took a bit. Yeah. Um, I guess mm-hmm. my impressions were pretty similar to yours. I, um, visually, I thought it was really neat. I thought the enemies looked cool. I thought mm-hmm. the places looked cool. Um, I think that also kind of leads into a complaint I had, though. I thought it was very busy level design like there was a Mm. lot of clutter all over the place and that's kind of a mean way to say Mm because it it did have personality but like i don't know Uh, when you're looking for treasure um and also trying to avoid traps and also trying to avoid enemies uh when there's a bunch of different things that kind of look like treasure that isn't treasure or like a bunch of different pots Mm -hmm. in the ground or a bunch of rugs and i don't know it's just like there's Everywhere I looked, and also like you're—it's first person, right? So you're spinning around a lot. It's like I—I mm-hmm. I yes. felt very disoriented most of the time I was yeah, playing. It, it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Honestly, now that you're talking about it, it sounds—it—it it felt kind of like a 2D game that was just like put into 3D space, mm-hmm. and they didn't know how to like organize sure. visually how things I think would you could go. get away with a lot of that design in like a 2D level where you only have like a path right. to no, go. Exactly. You know? So yeah. yeah. There's like, okay, there's spikes here, and then there's this thing that shoots out hot air or whatever the heck, and then there's zombies, and it's like, okay, that works on a 2D plane, but when it's 3D, it's just like, whoa, okay, everything's crazy, topsy-turvy. And I mean, that's Um, both, I think, maybe a strength and a weakness is like, hey, if you want that, like, watch your step, literally every step, I mean, I think you can find that, you know? (laughs) Um, Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I I did not get as much of a chance to play it. Um, Like I said, I finished Mm -hmm. Barkley, and I managed to get, like, a few runs in on this game. I uh, got to, like, chapter two or maybe chapter three. I don't actually remember. Um, uh, when I say chapter, I mean, like, level. <laughs> level. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. the second level, second, level, third level, something like that. Um, yeah, and I didn't really get very far. It's a very hard game. Um, yeah, it is hard. I didn't turn yeah. on any of the, the modifiers. I think Max gave it a shot and got a little further with it, I so did. maybe. Um, but, yeah, I think when I... I think specifically I noticed the whip being an issue, like... It took a while mm-hmm. to come out, and so I think it was like a little bit hard to be effective in that way. But yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Max? So, 
And I think I have a different perspective on the game just because I actually I played this game I believe for longer than I actually played Barkley. Yeah. Uh, mm. I spent most of like the first half of the month uh, with this game. I mean, like you know, I'd, I'd rotated in and out between this and Overwatch basically, uh, mm-hmm. but I had a pretty good time with it. Um, I didn't think so. You know, the the whip is a classic, you know, Castlevania weapon. Yes. Speaking of mm-hmm. Castlevania, and in Castlevania, there's that thing too where you press the button. You're not immediately. You don't immediately have the whip at full reach because that's not how whips work. Sure. And I right. didn't think that the Castlevania like whip feel, as I'm gonna call it, uh, would translate mm-hmm. to 3D. But it actually does. Like getting good with the whip in this game for me felt really good. Like getting good at whipping while moving. I'm in. I'm mm-hmm. generally not great at first person shooters, so that might come. Uh, you know, easier to someone who is. But once you memorize the timing of the whip and you can, like, leap forward, whip a skeleton, and then, like, hit him with your sword, like, while you land, feels pretty Mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. I will say that I do agree that the overall just game feel of your attacks and movement and everything is only, like, 80% of where I want it to be. It it Mm -hmm. doesn't feel super great like overall yeah um yeah i mean it's one thing to have the whip feel good but then have the gameplay feel like nice and snappy and bright like hitting guys with your sword which is a thing you do a lot like uh it doesn't really feel like you're hitting a guy with a sword yeah yeah Yeah. Uh, you're just kind of actually when we're talking about it i'm thinking i was like actually i think the whip was the best feeling part of it and i do know what you mean i didn't really get a time to like get good get good per se but uh yeah. when i did like jump off something and whip someone in the head i was like oh dang yeah. that felt cool you know <laughs> but yeah uh, you could also yeah, whip, the whip them to bring best. them closer to you yeah that was cool uh, and then mm-hmm. hit them with your sword so that that was like a reliable and like fairly satisfying combo to pull, or pull off. them into I mean, traps that, or that felt great traps, i like yeah. doing that a lot you know mm-hmm. like there's yeah. creativity i think in the puzzles and stuff that like i think was good about yeah. it like there's a lot of things like evan said uh it presented a lot of really good ideas i think so yeah and mm-hmm. and it's so, probably worth mm-hmm. noting sorry just you guys were like the levels are kind of busy they are randomly generated sure. though i'm you know i'm mm-hmm. sure it's out of pre-designed parts uh but that's you know worth noting and that also makes you know each run more interesting Mm -hmm. because you can't just memorize oh there's a trap here sure Uh, right honestly i'm excited for city of brass 2 to be like they've got a foundation where can they go yeah they have a good foundation here um it's not for me this time around but maybe in the (laughs) next one because you know i think part of it too is like we've spent so long in video games like making first person guns feel really good and we haven't really mm-hmm. tried to make first person swords as much or especially whips sword whips uh, <laughs> feel as good so they're trying that's they're true. trying uh, they're trying uh, i will like so eventually you you know throughout the course of a longer run in the game you pick up like so many different items i thought that there were mm-hmm. like a few too many items almost um, just mm-hmm. cuz it it gets confused, you know, like in a good run, you might have like 15 different items equipped. Uh, oh, it's kind of a lot. And I, I do wish some some of the items, the descriptions weren't totally clear. Mm. Uh, they were kind mm-hmm. of written, you know, purposely vague. But I'm like, right. This is a rogue. Like, I just want to know what this thing does. Right, like, just right. tell me what it does. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, they're probably like, well, they're going to discover for themselves eventually. Yeah, and that's no, part and, of that's, the and that's part fun of it. Of but the roguelike I is figuring totally out the game, but like, I don't, yeah. I don't know. 
this, if maybe uh, if the oh. gameplay was 100% where I wanted it to be, I'd be more down for, you know, yeah. figuring every little thing out. Like, say, in yeah. Spelunky, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. One thing that I did like is if you were moving forward, you could do kind of a, a sliding move with circle. That one was pretty um, cool. But what, yeah, I, that was fun. but what I really liked is mm-hmm. you could slide into a jump yes. and turn it into, like, a dash, dash jump a la Mega Man X, mm-hmm. uh, which mm-hmm. felt pretty cool in first person, especially when you got the jumping really high and moving really fast uh, power-ups, because <laughs> then you're just basically flying across the level. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. Uh, now, Matt, Imagine that was Charles Barkley. Okay. So there was there was some good like synergy. Um, you could get skeleton like ghost skeletons to fight alongside you, and so at one point mm-hmm. I had like six skeletons just doing all my work for me, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> just beating up all the enemies and stuff. Um, but then mm-hmm. the game crashed when I got to a boss that like I hadn't got to before. Oh. I think because I had mm-hmm. too many skeleton minions, and I was like <laughs> too well, many skeletons. Uh, <laughs> The curse of it, but yeah. Over overall, overall, I enjoyed the enemy yeah. types and bosses. Um, it was really scary when you like beat a boss for the first time and then got to the next area and there are new enemies and stuff. And some of them did feel a bit like this is just too much, like a little bit too much difficulty. Um, mm-hmm. But then the game mercifully provides uh, a ton of options where you can basically boost yourself. So basically when I was getting kind of like tired of the game, I just turned on a thing that made me do twice as much damage to the enemies. So like most enemies go down in two hits. Now they just go down in one hit. And I thought that made the game better because then it's less Mm -hmm. about like combat, not that it's less about about combat, but it's about just like getting in and getting out and you feel really fast. Mm -hmm. And I like, Mm -hmm. I like that better. Yeah. Um, But there are, you know, there are like, I think eight to 10 different modifiers that you can either turn on to make the game easier or then they have the opposites where you can turn them on to make the game harder which i never touch <laughs> yeah it was it was hard enough why would you uh but a good you know i could see if you if you if the gameplay really did click with you like this could be a game that you could spend hundreds of hours on oh uh, yeah but yeah a lot like, of for sound me, ideas I, I for was, sure i was i was uh i was fine with like okay i'll just beat the game and then I'll never touch it again. Uh, but mm-hmm. unfortunately, I got to, I believe, either the last or second to last level, and I died. And I was like, okay, I'm, that's, as far as, that's as far as I'm going. <laughs> so, But overall, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, I, I, yeah. I probably wouldn't mind, you know, throwing a run or two in once a month. You know, I probably mm-hmm. won't because uh, there are mm-hmm. other roguelikes that I like better. But you wouldn't mind it. Too. <laughs> It was. I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't be like, oh, city of brass. I'd be like, ah, okay, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> uh, but uh, one thing that I didn't like as much about it is it's like a good run is pretty long, like upwards mm-hmm. of. I think you could get. I, I was probably like close-ish to forty-five minutes to an hour. I want to say oh, uh, on one on my like run where I made it close to the end, and that's like uh-huh. for me that's a little too long for, for a rogue. Like, yeah, I, think. I could see that. Mm-hmm. At least for a roguelike mm-hmm. that I don't, that I'm not like totally in love with. Yeah. Because uh, I think mm-hmm. that's the thing about roguelikes is if you want to get into them, you better like 100% love that game. Uh, yeah. Because like there's no like the, by its nature, there's no save mechanic, right? So it's like you have to like yeah, it's for it's you relentless. have to put aside an just hour plus it. in order to beat that game. It sounds like it's like wow, that's that's yeah, that's a so lot for twenty like, first sure century. You, man, you know, and it's not it's not yeah. what I love about Spelunky is it's available on like everything, so I can put it on my Vita and I can just pause mm-hmm. it put the thing in sleep mode to pick it up again. Yeah, you know, yeah. And where you mm-hmm. know, play it on an airplane or whatever. 
so those are my city of brass thoughts. Uh, I don't know if you guys have anything else to. I think that really? pretty much. Well, covers I saw it. I saw a um, note in the outline, Max. I think you maybe wanted to address: Is this our best roulette game we've had? Is this mm. our best roulette game that we have have had? I think so. Um, but that's my what's opinion. the competition? Um, I think. I think I agree. I just need to be reminded about the competition. Uh, uh, let's see. Time Recoil, Okami HD, which in the 192, Bubsy, yeah. uh, Albert and Otto. I think that's about I th- it. I think Albert the only competition would be Okami, and that's not necessarily because we particularly mm-hmm. liked Okami, but I mean, like, it was but, it yeah, was an inoffensive, it was a good game. It's the I, most competent, well, yeah. actually, I, competent personally, quality. I think my number two would be uh, Time Recoil, but huh. not that I loved mm. Time Recoil, but uh, it, yeah. was a, Recoil. it was okay. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was okay, I guess. Uh, I would probably say I like Time Recoil and City of Brass about the same, but I also didn't play City of mm-hmm. Brass that much. I should probably play it a little bit more. So. I don't know, yeah. I mean, if you don't like it from the start... You're probably not going to like it a whole lot yeah. in the middle or yeah. the end. So, I, I, I saw the know. potential. I just didn't have the time to put it, yeah. I guess. That's all. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Just roulette if you're listening to us right now. More games like yes, this, please. Yes. Roulette like gods. Medi- <laughs> more, more medium budget games. <laughs> yeah, more medium. Uh, there was one game I really... So, w- not, not small. Yeah. Uh, there was one medium. game I really wanted on the roulette this month, and I can't remember what it is, but maybe that's for the best. Maybe, maybe I won't we'll jinx it, it, so... Okay. There are a lot of games on the roulette, but before we do that, let's get uh, let's give our scores to City of Brass. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So I I'm gonna give it solid eighty four. Wow. Okay. Wow. And that I, okay. I liked it, but I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. For it me, uh, translation for that is eighty. Okay. Yeah. Um. I think I really respect what it was trying to do, and, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, okay, I'll, I'll give it, like, an 80 as well. Like, uh, I think it had a lot of good ideas. I think I mentioned that a few times already, but, yeah, it was fine. Didn't deliver mm-hmm. necessarily for me, but. It was fine. Yeah. Alrighty. And, Max, what was the Metacritic what score? What was the Metacritic score? Very good question. Uh, let's put in some Metacritic Googling music here. Whatever that. Don't sing the music. Uh, well, you can you can cut out my audio <laughs> and then or whatever. It's too late now. City of Brass. Wow, sixty-five. Wow, people oh. really didn't. I think that's pretty. That's, that's kind of harsh. harsh. Yeah, that's I wonder really if harsh. people. Barely played it. I don't know. Maybe I thought there I, was stuff. There was stuff in there. No, no, good stuff. Uh, maybe there. people just like don't give the like credit points that like we give for like oh I was trying and I think it had good ideas. Maybe people are just like this mm-hmm. is hard mm-hmm. and didn't play it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't. It was know. hard, but it, it was like it's not. A, it's not a sixty. It was manageable. <laughs> like it wasn't like oh my god, this is the hardest thing I've ever played. No. It was just made to make uh-huh. me angry. Like uh, if you like, yeah. Anyway. Well, Medic- Metacritic anyway. is wrong. We're right. we're right. I think for once we kind of disagree yeah, with Yeah, usually Metacritic. we're pretty I feel close. Like we've always yeah. kind of been there. Yeah, but this time, nah. no. City of Brass, yeah. you're all right. <laughs> yeah, you're all right, guys. Keep it up. Keep up the good work. Keep that whip coming. Whip it like, good. Yeah, refine, yeah, refine that. Game, keep the whip. Refine that. Re- refine the whip. Refine the whip. Refine the whip, please. All right, so okay. uh, now okay. that we've completed that. Uh, Tim the big will announce the his new game, oh and we will God. also spin the wheel uh, oh. to announce our 
June game from the roulette. So even now, which of your two or three games is it? Tim? Even now, I'm not <laughs> sure. Oh man, which Kingdom no, Hearts game? For the is last it? time, Come on. I can torture <laughs> you guys. Fifty-two over seven days. I can torture you guys without being, being Kingdom Hearts. So I guess that's the question: Do you guys want a game Ooh. that we'll complain about or a game that we'll gush about? I think you're you're, uh, you're the, you make the comment. Oh boy, well. You're our best friend who's giving us the game. <laughs> yeah. You decide. Um, this isn't my best friend's best friend's game. It's my best friend's game. Yeah. Well. My best friend, who I hate because they gave me this one game. In that case, <laughs> hang on one second. I have something for this. All right. Okay, more searching, more searching music. music. We're just going to cut this part out. Oops. I'm just dancing, We're dancing to, to the music. music right yeah. now. Wait, wait. Do you guys wait. Do you guys hear this? Do you guys hear that? I'm listening. What is? Oh <laughs> my god! <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, that's right. Oh, We're going yeah. to play Sonic Adventure Two Battle. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so, for better or god. for worse, we're gonna set play me it. free. <laughs> Was that actually like? Could you hear that audio pretty well? Did that work okay? Yes. No, it worked out perfectly. I hope on the capture it worked, too. Um, Yeah, so we're going to play Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. I was trying to think (laughs) of something that was like, something a game that I liked that I also recognize as something with a lot of faults, and I'm like, that'll make for an interesting conversation. Uh, Just like Deadly Premonition. (laughs) Exactly like Deadly Premonition. Actually, I was trying to choose between the... um, Don't tell us what your other choices are. Yeah, all right, that's fine. Have it for later. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Um, anyway, it should be fun. This is a game we've all played several times. Um, I think we've yes. played it maybe in the last, like, I want to say five years all the way through, if I remember correctly. But, um, yeah, in, like, one sitting. Yeah, I'd like us to spend a little bit of time on it. Like, I think, like, instead of just, like, blowing through, because I think just blowing through the campaign is probably, like, a, I want to say, like, probably, like, less than five hours or something like that, maybe something mm-hmm. like that. So yeah. um, if we could spend some time doing some some time trials or something, you know, that would be kind uh, of fun. Okay, yeah. okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah okay. we want to we want to experience the full games that we're yeah. assigning each other. Yeah, exactly. I mean, honestly, I uh-huh. think playing it as as a kid and whatever, like a semi adult, I think the most fun I had might have been like the submissions and stuff like that. So um, we'll see. Um, yeah, <laughs> so Sonic Convention Two Battle. I'm excited. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> Yep, oh yep, 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 yep. We're just going to be singing the it's entire true. time. That's true. We're going to be rolling around <laughs> probably at the speed of sound. Um, all right. So look forward to me hosting that all next right. month. And I'm Max, do you want to tell us? Let's spin the wheel. All right. Oh God. Here. Spin the wheel. The wheel is ready to oh go. God. I'm clicking okay, it. Okay, hit it. it As always. The wheel of fate is turning. <laughs> and we have. What is it? What is it? Something called Horizon Chase Turbo. What? Sounds like sounds like a good thing to pair with Sonic potentially. (laughs) Potentially. Should we look it up? It sounds like it's about going fast. Oh God, I'm gonna look it up. Horizon Chase Turbo. I'm sorry, the other like 85 games, (laughs) because there were a lot of games this month. I'm trying to cover up the score, so I don't know what it looks like. Okay, make sure it's not VR. It's not. Make sure it's not VR. Oh, my God. Okay, it's not VR. Horizon okay. Chase Don't. Turbo is a race around the world. With each new cup, you'll pilot your car. I'm pretty sure it's just a car racing game. Okay, we'll see what okay. it is. Okay, all right. We'll talk, about that we we'll talk it. about it next time. Yes. On My Best Friend's Game. <laughs> Previously on My Best Friend's Game. All right, uh, take us out. Anyway. 
time to take us out with the Twitter handles. Uh, I am Max Sims. You can find me at Max Sims on Twitter. I'm Tim Zemanigan. Find me at Tim Z-E-E, Tim Z, on Twitter. And I'm Evan Ledesma. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Evsters. And, of course, you can find my best friend's game oh, right. on Twitter at... My uh, MBFG. Cast. No, it's MGFG. MB- at, MB- okay, just, everybody, it's at MBFG cast. Okay. Yes. You hear okay. that? There it is. Also, go follow us. We're on iTunes. Where, where we're on iTunes we? now. We're on we iTunes. Made it. Yes. We're in the we're big, big leagues, my boys. So The big IT. We also have an RSS feed. Um, that information can be found on our Twitter. Um, at least I think it can. I should probably make sure of that. But it can by the time you're listening to this. <laughs> it will be made so. Um, yeah. <laughs> Keep listening, folks. We love yeah, you. Yeah, that's there. Max's cue to say bye. Uh, come on and slam. Okay. See you later. Yes, you can't. And welcome to welcome the goodbye. To the- welcome to the goodbye. <laughs> there it is. All, All right. right, that's a, that's our over. worst ending yet. Bye. <laughs>